Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, 19th November, 2022. Our bit today comes from Proverbs 3, 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Saturday, oh lazy Saturday, we're so glad to see you. And the good thing about Saturdays in the winter time is that you don't go out unless you really, really have to. <laughs> Especially if, as my computer tells me, it's snowing now, which it isn't in my area, although it might be in some other area. But that's just one more excuse to enjoy a lazy Saturday. <laughs> anyway, enough laziness. Let's get to the Lord's business and see what we can make of the quotes that our friend Anselm sent us this past week as he aspires to inspire us for a better tomorrow. Now, he only sent us three quotes, so today's bit ought to be short. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that now, not with my pension for being long-winded. However, the first quote says, being vulnerable is a strength, not a weakness. And that's the gospel truth. For although the word vulnerable is defined as susceptible to or able to be easily physically or mentally hurt, influenced or attacked, in another sense, when one is vulnerable, one isn't fearful of being hurt or abused, but steps into the fray in spite of one's vulnerability. And that comes out most forcefully in the emotion of love. For when one loves, one is open to all kinds of negative things, but it doesn't stop one from loving. And I think we also see a vulnerable strength in the word meek or meekness. Used in a negative manner, it means weak and or submissive. But used in a positive or biblical manner, it means strength under control. And who are more vulnerable than Christians eh? if we truly follow Christ's advice, like loving our enemies, going the extra mile, turning the other cheek, etc., etc. As Bro Paul quotes Psalm 44, verse 22 to the Roman church, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And we know that comes from Romans 8, 36 to 37. Yes, believers may seem vulnerable, but that doesn't mean they are weak. In fact, we are the strongest group on earth as we fight the devil and his iniquity workers with goodness, not evil. And just look at the Beatitudes now in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. His description of those who are heavenly blessed all seem to be weak, passive, and very vulnerable. But in fact, they show an active strength clothed in humility, peace, and godliness. Now listen to this Beatitude from Jesus where he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And that comes from Matthew 5.5. 5. He didn't mean blessed are the physically 
or spiritually weak, but blessed are those who have humbled themselves before the Lord God Jehovah. And to be truly humble, one must have a strong spirit, because by nature, humans are not created as beacons of humility, especially in this age of greed, selfishness, and advantage-taking. And as the elder David A. Bedner of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles has said, Meekness is strong, not weak, active, not passive, courageous, not timid, restrained, not excessive, modest, not self-aggrandizing, and gracious, not brash, end of quote. In other words, to be vulnerable means to not be afraid of being human, of living for Christ. Now, the next quote says, we have to let go of who we think we should be and, emb and embrace what is. I don't know about that. No? We should certainly live in the present. But the important question is, what's our present life like? Is it intertwined with Christ? Or is it just running loose and lustful like the world? Remember, God has a plan for each and every life he creates. And if we are not living in his will for our lives, then we are on the wrong side of the fence. The truth of the matter here is that we should first ascertain from our Heavenly Father his will for our life, then put it into action, not just do what we think we should in our own strength or meekly. Now that's being used in a negative form there. Follow the world. And Cousin Saul wisely warns in Proverbs, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct or make straight thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear or reverence the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be held to thy navel or body, and marrow or strength to thy bones. And we know that comes from Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Yes, friends, it's only when we bind to God's plan for our lives that we truly blossom and are able to reach our destiny. And the last quote tells us, in order for the light to shine so brightly, the darkness must be present. I guess there's truth to that statement for we cannot discern light unless darkness is first present. And that brings us to Jesus, who is the light of the world. He said it himself. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that comes from John 8, 12. Oh, my people, isn't that wonderful? It surely is. Jesus came to earth so that we could have the option of eternal life in the light of his heavenly Father, and not merely the option of succumbing to the darkness and evil of Lucifer, the fallen angel, and ending up in hellfire and damnation with him. Unfortunately, though, that darkness is covering our world right now with an overwhelming black cloud 
of sin and ungodliness. And it's only as we accept Jesus and his bright shining light that the darkness of our world will lessen for darkness is inherent, inherently evil while light shows up goodness and godliness. And what better way to end today than with the words of John the Revelator as he saw the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven in his vision? He joyfully declares, yes, we spell declares right today. He joyfully declares, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. <laughs> what a marvelous, bright and shining day that will be, my fellow saints, when the very presence of God will be with us, his redeemed people. And from thence, he will forever dwell with us in the eternal state of a life without pain and sorrow, just joy and gladness in his shining light. So please, Let's wake up and reach for that glorious goal, number brethren. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in their number. Yes, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in their number. And that's the only sensible option we have here right now, friends. To be with the saints when they go marching into heaven with Christ. So please, let's get about that business, the man. Let's get out there, live for Christ, and show others the benefits of living for him. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Saturday, my people. Much love.